First Peter chapter number five. We're going to read the first. Uh, we will begin reading in verse number one. You can go ahead and stand. Thank you so much. I don't want to belabor and I don't want to quench right. the spirit. Bless you, Lord. You're fine, brother. Bless you, this is the day. Psalm 118 says, "This is the day that the Lord hath made." Amen. This is not the day that the devil hath made. No. <laughs> well, come on. Yeah, go on with it. This is not this is not a matter of correction, but this is just a matter of, of, of truth and perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we give we give the devil too much credit. Yeah. yeah. Amen. You're right. He tries to hijack and commandeer things. Yeah, yeah. But this ain't his day. No, it ain't. No, it's the Lord's day. <laughs> this day didn't start until the mid 1800s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, our church, yeah. Wahoo Baptist Church in yeah. Maryville, Georgia, yeah. was founded October 31st, 1819. What about that? Today's 202 years. Oh, and they, they wouldn't know such a thing as Halloween. Then. Oh. Where yeah. that church was started. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The yeah. church is God's. Yeah. yeah. Amen. That's right. And this day is God's. Yeah. Amen. 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 Right. You're right. Amen. 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 All right. That's right. That's good. Preaching time. Preaching time. First Peter chapter 5, verse 1. The elders which are among you I exhort, whom who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings mm -hmm. of Christ. That word suffer, sufferings, that's number 15 mentioned in yeah. this book. Mm. And also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, yeah. not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither be as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, boy, I'm looking forward yeah, to that, yeah, aren't right, you? Right. You shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Yeah. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yeah. Yea, all of you be subject yeah. one to another. Mm -hmm. That's accountability right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And be clothed with humility. It'd be good to have some clothes on yeah. in this society. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. But to be clothed with humility. Yeah. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Oh, yeah. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And here's our verse this morning, yeah. verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Let's pray just for a moment. Lord Jesus, you know I need you. God, you know that I would fail within my flesh. Father, they don't need to see me this morning. They need to see you. They need to hear from you. Lord, we receive, Father, your word today. We accept it as the truth. We acknowledge you, Father, as the king who sits high upon your throne. And we are your servants. We humble ourselves before you. We under ourselves, as the scripture we just read says, underneath your mighty hand. And we pray, God, that we would exalt you and lift you up because you said if I be lifted up I'll draw all men unto myself. Father I pray that your word would go forth today with liberty and with power. I pray God the word of God would do what only it can do and the spirit of God will say what only he can say. Lord I pray that Christians would commit unto service and sinners would repent unto salvation. Bless the triumphant Baptist church. Make it a light right here on the side of the road Lord. Help these people to live for you in Jesus name. Amen, amen. You can be amen. seated. Here we find in 1 Peter chapter number 5, words that are given from the apostle, that first pastor of the New Testament church in Jerusalem, Peter, Simon Peter, yeah. we first learn of him in this book of John, in the book of John, chapter number one. Yeah. And he was Simon. Jesus yeah. referred to him as Simon Barjona when yeah. he confessed, Thou art the Christ, yeah. the Son of the yeah. living God. Come on. Come on. And, uh, but Jesus uh, made a, a change in his yeah. life. Uh, 
that was not just yeah. a name change. Yeah. He said, thou shalt be called Cephas, that little stone. Yeah. <laughs> but he made a change inside this yeah. man that we yeah. saw yeah. come over a matter yeah. of time. Now, as we find him here in 1 yeah. Peter chapter number 5, we find him yeah. in a mature state as a Christian. Yeah. He, is not a, yeah. he is not a novice. No. He is not a, a, a small child in innocency as a child of God. He is a man who is a pillar of the first century church, a, a father of the faith. Uh, uh, he, but in his time with the Savior that he walked by the, sword, uh, the shores of Galilee and all about Jerusalem and Judea, all, everywhere that Jesus went, Peter was also guilty of questioning the Savior. He was uh, constantly questioning. He was always bringing up yeah. questions yeah. and it got to a point where yeah. he made great claims uh, but he did not fulfill yeah. those claims yeah. as a walking yeah. disciple of yeah. Jesus Christ. In yeah. fact, he betrayed yeah. the Lord yeah. in a pitiful yeah. and shameful manner, warming yeah. his hands around the world's yeah. fire as the Messiah yeah. was put through a mock trial. Right. This man, Peter, had a lot of growing to do. And yeah. I would say this, he was a man who carried around at that time yeah. many, many regrets. Yeah. And upon that fateful night, when that rooster, crowed and preached to that apostle. When that rooster preached the message of Jesus Christ and he said that he would, saying thou shalt deny, thou shalt deny, thou shalt deny three times that rooster preached unto Peter. And the scripture says to us in one of the gospel accounts that as he did it, that Jesus turned and caught his eye as if to say, I know you better than you know yourself. And I told you what would happen. And even with the best of intentions, my friend, we may make both. And you know what? We ought to strive for excellence. We ought to strive to be the best that we can. But I'm here to tell you, it's not always going to come to success. We may fail along the way. And Peter certainly has failed. But when he said to himself, I go a fishing. And he took others with him. Jesus in John 21 came walking by the seashore right. and he said children have you any meat yeah. and he said cast your net over yeah. on the other side yeah. Yeah. and a great draw yeah. of fish a great a great yeah. net Three. full of fish came forth right. and Peter recognized the yeah. Savior yeah. by the time he clothed yeah. himself because yeah. he was naked out there Three. hey by the way put some clothes on yeah. in this world amen yeah. not y'all hey yeah. not y'all I know y'all live right y'all are yeah. perfect y'all do everything oh, the preacher man. says Come you on. pray eight hours a day yeah. and you don't dress like the world Three. I know that's Three. not it's all these other churches yeah, we go on, to that act yeah, like that. But he threw on some clothes because yeah. he was in the presence of yeah. God. Yeah. Let me tell you something, dear child of God. You're never out of the presence of God because he lives within you. When he came to that shore, I'm sure that, that Peter had this thought. That night of betrayal ringing in his mind. When he said, I don't know him. Yeah. I, I don't know him. Blankety blank, I don't know it. Yeah, that's yeah. what he did. Right. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. That's what he did. Oh. Yeah. And he looked across the way at Jesus yes. who was being beaten. Yes. And I, 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 I can imagine his mind as I would imagine. Yeah. He might have had this thought. How could he care for me? Yeah. After all that I've done. Now look at that verse. Oh, how could he care for me after all I've done? And I'm sure as he swam towards that shore and found Jesus with some bread and some fish on the coals. I'm sure he sheepishly approached the Savior, came up to the fire. And I think in his mind he might have just said, What am I about to get into? Oh, surely he's gonna say, I told you so. Surely he's gonna be disappointed. Surely he's gonna look at me and say, I told you you'd mess up. I told you you are going to betray me. I told you you were going to do wrong. I know you better than you know yourself. You don't deserve to be here by the seashore with me. You don't deserve to walk with me all those three years. You don't deserve to do anything else. But that's not what Jesus said. He said, Peter, lovest thou me? Peter said, well, glory. Yeah. Lord, you know I love you. Yeah. Yeah. He said, feed my lambs. Yeah. Yeah. Second time. Peter, lovest thou me? He said, Oh Lord, you know I love you. Yeah. Yes. Feed my sheep. 
and a third time, yes. one for each crowing of the rooster. Yes. He said, Peter, lovest thou me? He said, oh, Lord, you know I love you. Yes. I'm so sorry. I could just see it as yes. mine. If he could have, he just cried out. I, I, I know I messed up. I know. Just go ahead, Daddy, and whoop me. Quit talking to me, Lord. Quit talking to me, Daddy. Tell me how disappointed you are in me. Just lay the leather yeah. to me. That's yeah. what I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. The most despicable words I ever heard out of my daddy's mouth was, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. But that's not what Jesus said. No. He said, lovest thou me? And Peter said, oh, Lord, you know I love you. Yeah. He said, feed my sheep. <laughs> Turns out that Jesus cared yeah. for his weeping, repentant Oh, here we find in these observations in chapter number five, we see a mature Peter who suffered the persecution for the sake of the yeah, gospel yeah, of right, Christ. Right. He witnessed the ascension of Jesus Christ, yeah. waited on the Holy yes. Spirit, and yeah. Acts chapter two preached in the power of yeah. Pentecost. Yeah. Thousands were saved. He performed the first apostolic miracle in Acts chapter number four. Right. He suffered the first uh, apostolic persecution. Yeah. Was beaten and jailed. He was that pastor of the New Testament church in Jerusalem. Yeah. All through his going on life from there going forward, he suffered persecution as he preached yeah. Yeah. for the sake yeah. of Christ. It's elementary to, to observe him now. Yeah. Later in his life, yeah. as a mature Christian, right. as one who had been through and seen so much. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Here he echoes the words that Jesus said to him, feed the flock, yeah. Yeah. feed my sheep, yeah. feed my lambs. <laughs> and we see one whom God has proven himself to over and over yeah. again. Pass on the lesson, pass on the word, yeah. pass on the instruction because yeah. he knows how bad he was. Right. He knows how far he right. fell. Yeah. He knows how much of a disappointment he was in his life. And yet Jesus Christ showed that he cared yeah. and yeah. gave him assignment. And, him, yeah. and he's showing others here in this right. writing, I believe, that you may have messed up over in your life. You may have done things that you regret. You may have many sins in your background. But I'm telling you there's something for you to do. Why? Because Jesus cares for you. Yeah. He said, feed the flock. He gives yeah. some instruction and observations and warnings to the elders and then in the, the, to the younger. In verse number five, he said, in so many words, be careful of fleshly driven desires. Yeah. Be careful yeah. of the fleshly yeah. driven pressures. Yeah. 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 But follow the yeah. spiritual yeah. leading, feeding of the sheep. Yeah. Beware, he said, of monetary motivations. Let me yeah. just tell you today, yeah. uh, the, the way of Christ is not necessarily a way a way that's paved with gold bricks. Right, right. And if you are in the way of God, if you are making your way by the hand of God, he will provide. Right. Yeah. But this prosperity preaching is out of hell. Yeah, right. Right. But he will provide. Right. Amen. He said, don't be uh, uh, moved by monetary motivation, but, but have a made up mind right. uh, Amen. that whether flush or broke, I'm going on with God. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it benefits me or all I get to do is benefit others, I'm going to stay Amen. in the way with right. Jesus Christ. Amen. He says, be a leader, not a overlord. Be an example, not a tyrant. Right. A, a labor in love yeah. for an everlasting right. reward. Yes. Work with each other. Work for each other. Amen. Submit yourselves one to another. Ephesians 5.21, Paul said, uh, in the fear of God. Yeah. And then we come down to the last part of verse number 5. I want you to see here. Read verse 5. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility. Now notice this in the last part of, of, of verse number 5. For God resisteth the he proud. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's just about as un-American as you can yeah. get in these yeah. days yeah. of. Yeah. 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 Come yeah. on, preacher. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Oh, it's just about as un-American yeah. as you can yeah. get. You're right. Our society here in the entitlement states of America uh, yeah. is built on pride. Yeah. It's fueled with pride. Yeah. It's prize. Is pride yeah. and more yeah. pride heaped up on yeah. top of pride 
scoop of pride on the top. But it says here in our word that we're reading today in this King James Bible, God resisted the proud. But giveth grace to the humble. He is highlighting humility, if you will. Kind of one of the oxymorons, those jumbo shrimp, things like that. (laughs) Highlighting humility. And he is saying to put away pride. The end result is this. Notice the last part there and and going on further in verse 6. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God and he shall exalt you in due time. Now I'm getting over here to the message. Let me just take care of a few little pieces of of, of setup and housekeeping here. The end result is a lifting in due time. Now Jesus said if I, if I be lifted up, right. I shall draw men unto myself. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We are to exalt him. When to exalt means to lift up above. Yeah. That's what exalting is. When we sing, we are to lift up our praises unto him and exalt his right. name above right. all the earth. Yes, hallelujah. Yes. But for us, we're not to be exalted above anyone else. Now, what he's saying is if you'll humble yourself, if you'll lower yourself, if you'll bow down yourself, he said, yeah. I, I'll lift you up in this world. Yeah. I can just see Jesus with Peter. And many times, Peter falling down. There was a time in that boat in John chapter 1 when Jesus filled up his nets to breaking. Yeah. And it says that Peter fell down before him yeah. and said, Father, Get away from me. I'm a sinful yeah. man. I don't even yeah. deserve to be in your presence. Yeah. I can just see Jesus lifting him up. He's <laughs> yeah. saying, come on up here, buddy. Come on up here. I love you. I care about you. I can do something with your life that you can't do on your own. He cares. He cares. He cares. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And he said this, if you'll receive the care you have to cast all your burdens upon me. Wow. And to do that, ladies and gentlemen, on, is a matter of humility. Yeah. It's a matter of humility. Yeah. You know why? We've been raised up, and it's a biblical principle that we are to be providers. Amen? Yeah. Amen. A man who won't provide for his own family is worse than an infidel. We're supposed to work. Right. We're supposed to do. We're supposed to labor. We're supposed to get under the load of providing for our families. Amen? Right? right? right. Ladies, we're supposed to work for our family. We're supposed yeah. to work for the good of our family. And for our, We're supposed to handle things. Men, we're supposed to be able to answer the questions, yeah. to do all the hard tasks, do whatever it takes to get it done. But I'm here to tell you, there's some things you just can't do. Mm. There are some loads that you and I cannot carry. There are some things that you and I are not even supposed to bear. Let's look at this word now. Let's get down into the right part of the message and we'll be done here just in a little bit. Look at verse number 7. Casting all your care. Casting all your care. All your care upon him, for he careth for you. Now, yeah. uh, spelling is very important right here. It does not say casting all your cares. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cares are things I could list to you. Yeah. I could give you a list of cares that I have. Financial cares. Physical cares and subheadings under each one of those. There is the mortgage. There is the rent. There is the power bill. There is the water bill. There is the the car payment. There is the insurance. Hey, man, come on. Hey, there's a list of cares under that one category. Oh, and family. Oh, yes. Well, family, I've got a wife. I've got a spouse. Uh, I've got children. I've got parents. I've got grandparents. I've got grandchildren. I've got a family that does not understand. I've got family who's lost. I've got family who's... There's subheadings under all those cares. And it doesn't matter what category you put out there in the list of cares. You could parse it out and you could could, uh, line it out line by line. And you might be able to look at a list and say, you know what? I can handle that one, Lord. I'm supposed to handle that. I'm supposed to get up before daylight and work. And I'm supposed to come home in the evening and wore out. And she's supposed to go. I I can handle that part. I'm supposed to handle that part. Supposed to handle all that. I'm supposed to do all that. 
I got that one, Lord. If I was to give him a list, I could see on that list things that I could handle. No need to bother you with that, Lord. You got a lot. I mean, you got, you got a lot on your plate, Lord. Let me just say, I don't know how you do it all. So don't worry about it. I got this one. I, I got this care. You, you, got, you take care of these cares, and I'll take care of this care. But he didn't say cares. He said all your care. That's a totality. That is everything. Aren't you glad that he didn't save you from some of your sins? Aren't you glad that he didn't die for some of your sins? Aren't you glad that he doesn't remove guilt for part of your sins and expect you to pay for the other part yourself and expect you to worry about the other part yourself and expect to carry around the guilt of the other part of the sin? That's not what he did. He took all all our sin. Yeah. 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 He took all our sin, not part of the sin. Yeah, boy. That's good. And he wants all of your care. Yeah. All of it. In the Gospels, there is this word care, and throughout the Bible, but here in this specific instance, this word care. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Greek and Hebrew student and all that. I refer to some things sometimes. And the only real Greek I know, he, he sells a good salad and a gyro sandwich, you know. <laughs> At the gondolier. I believe that's the name of his place. I like it. I like them black olives and them salads. He made. Oh, it's good. <laughs> but I looked it up. Greek word here for care that's mentioned here in verse number 7 of chapter 5 of verse Peter is a word, I, I, I guess I'm pronouncing this right, merima, M-A-R-I-M-M-A, merima. That is a singular noun, totality. That's what we yeah. talked about. Yeah. Singular noun. Yeah. Here is the main definition and implication of that word in this word that we've read today, anxiety. Uh-huh. Anxiety. Grief, concerns, interests, sorrows, complaints. It is to be full of thought. Is it me? It's probably just me. I'm probably the only one who can lay down at night and not be able to go to sleep because my mind won't turn off. That's probably just me. Huh? Sir, you don't have to, it's confession time. It's just, um, we're in the little box to preach. You don't have to confess. But just so you won't feel alone. Anybody but me? Anybody but me can't shut your mind off at night? You got so much thing on it, it feels like your mind. Hey, man, so full of thoughts, you can't turn it off. There's so many things that are out there, so many unknowns, so many things I do know about, so many things to handle, so many things I can't handle. It's just, you're not too full. That's what that word care means. Being full of thoughts. Being full of thoughts. A care is a burden. It is something we carry. Now there was a secondary word that's mentioned. That's the it's akin, it's first cousin to this word merima. It's the word, the Greek word, memor. M-E-M-O. Are. It's where we get our word memory. Mm-hmm. And it has a legal connotation. It is as it is someone, it, the implication is it is someone who is standing on the witness stand testifying against you. Uh. I don't know about you, Brother Scott, but I haven't always pleased the Lord. I haven't always done things that I should have done. There's yeah. many things I did that I should not have done. There's many thoughts that I've had yeah. that I should not have thought. And you know when I think about those things most, you know with the time when those things just pop up? I guess it's just coincidence. Mm-hmm. When I'm sitting right over there yeah. fixing to come up here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's amazing to me that the most regretful things I've ever thought about or done just happen to pop into my head right before I'm supposed to get up and preach. That's a burden. That's a care. 
Yeah. It's a care. And do you think it creates anxiety? Oh, yes. Things that I cannot go back and fix. Things that I cannot make better. Things that are way too far gone. I can't do nothing about them. Boy, will that not fill up your mind if you allow it to? In the business world, they have this maximum, this maxim, this, this thought, this principle, and it's called this. Paralysis by analysis. And that is we sit around and think about it and we sit around and think about it and we sit around and discuss it and we think of all the problems that are in there and we think of all the ways it could go wrong and this is why it'll never work and we sit around and talk about it so much that we never actually do anything and we're paralyzed from actually going forward. Yeah. But not y'all. <laughs> y'all live in Tennessee. Y'all in the South. Y'all got overalls on. Not y'all. It's old fashioned Sunday. <laughs> not y'all. I, it's all them other churches we yeah, go to. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm preaching this oh, to y'all yeah, this yeah, morning. Right. I don't even need to hear yeah, this. Come on now, preacher. <laughs> yeah, you know it. You know it. Uh-huh. In the Gospels, there is the parable of the sower. Luke's account of that in chapter number eight, Jesus describes those those seeds that fall among thorns in verse number 7 of chapter number 8. And then his disciples say, explain it to us, Lord. Explain it to us. And you got to remember about those disciples. They didn't have the indwelling Holy Spirit, John 14, 26, who would teach them all things. He said, explain it to us, Lord. So in verse number 14, he said, okay, okay. He says, that seed among the thorns, that which fell among the thorns are they which when they have heard, he's talking about the gospel, talking about the good news, talking about the Bible, talking about Bible principles. When they have heard, they go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit unto perfection. Two sets of people. This is it. Well, let's make another distinction. There's two kinds of people, males and females. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Yeah. Hit me. Boom. Hit me. There's two sets of, there's another two sets of people. There's saved people. Yeah. And there's lost Lost people. people. Yeah. All right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Saved or lost. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For the lost person, they hear the gospel, and then the devil comes along, and their flesh talks to them in their ear and says, you can't do that. Uh-huh. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't go down that road. You can't. You got too much business to do. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to make as much money. You're going to have to quit working on Sunday and Wednesday. And you're going to have, you're have to start giving tithing. You can't do that. You can't afford that. Come on. What about all your friends? What are they going to think? Yeah. What are they gonna think? You go to all those. What about those places? You, you're not gonna. You can't do all that. You can't do that. Yeah. Listen. You can't do it. Listen. Yeah. You can't do it. This really hurts, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. You know you love me too much. You love your liquor too much. You can't do that. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You love drugs too much. You love these drugs too much, and you can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it. Come on, you love the satisfaction of the flesh and pleasure too much. You can't put that away. You can't yeah. give that up. Come on. Come on. Come on. When all Jesus wants to do is just relieve all those cares. Yeah. 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 To be able to breathe. Yeah. Free in Christ. Right. That's good. Hey, saved person. Yeah. When the preacher preaches that word and he preaches that thing that's in your life that shouldn't be there, the news comes back up again. You can't lay that down. Nobody even knows about it. Nobody even knows about that. You can't there's no need of giving that up. Nobody even knows. Yeah. Yeah. You can't lay that down. You do all this other good stuff. Why in the world do you think you will do more? Lord. You have no idea how good it would feel just to breathe free. 
Yeah. From that care. Yeah. Wow. Hallelujah. There are cares that choke. That's solid. There are cares that come upon us. And there's coping methods that people have for caring, uh, for the cares of their life. Lost people go to the things that lost people go to. Yeah. Yeah. There's a scripture over in Luke 21, 34. You can mark it there. It says this. Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting. Yeah. You know what that word means? It means binging. Yeah. Uh, be, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a word that basically means binging. Yeah. They say right now amongst early teens, binge drinking is out of control. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Where did they learn that from? From grown folks that can't put that bottle down and can't put those pills down and can't put that needle out of their arm and has to have something all the time. It talks about drunkenness, cares of life. Mm. That's good. There's ways that people cope with it. But child of God, you don't have to cope with it that way. Fact, there's a great way to cope with it. Cast all your care upon the Lord. Yeah, yeah. All your care. You know why? Because he cares for you. Amen. He loves you. Yes. He's not going to beat you over the head. He's not going to whop you with a stick. He's not going to poke you with something sharp. He loves you. You know what he's going to do? He's going to take it. Right. Yes, amen. He's going to say, thanks. I got it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) You know why? Because he cares. He cares. Now, let's look look at one thing here. We're going to go in here in just a minute. Look at verse number 6. Now, this is a grammar lesson. All you kids, I'm sorry, it's Sunday. You're not supposed to go to school <laughs> Sunday. But look, this is punctuation right here. Punctuation, it's a grammar lesson. Yeah. Look at the end of verse number 6. Yes. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, comma, that he may exalt you in due time. What's that punctuation? Colon, colon. Yeah. It's not a period. Yeah. It's not the end of the sentence. There's not a separated thought. Yeah. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, comma, that he may exalt you in due time. Period? That's not a period. It's not a period. That's, not a That's a great thought. Yeah. But it's not the end of the sentence. Yeah. Let me just tell you. I read a man this morning. I've been reading in this little book, and I've enjoyed it so far. But I'm fixing to have to tear a page out of it. He talked about how the, the, the translators made some mistakes in that King James Bible. Oh, no. <laughs> Hooey! Yeah. Let me tell you something. Every yeah. word of God that they yeah. transliterated, that they translated is accurate yeah. by the leading of the Amen. Holy Spirit of God right. in that King James yeah. Bible. Amen. And it's not just the words. It's the punctuation. Oh, if you got in on that punctuation yeah. on those hellish, yeah. devilish perversions of the Bible, you'd be here all week. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not a period at the end of that sentence. There's a colon. It's a connective thought. He said, he may exalt you in due time. Connective thought. Casting all your care upon him. Comma. No. Period. No. It's another colon. For he careth for you. You see, there is this there is this matter of humility versus pride. This is what we got to deal with this morning. We've got cares. Everybody in here who does not have a single worry in your life, please raise your hand. Thank you, Honest Triumphant Baptist Church. I think you need to change the name on the sign to Honest Triumphant Baptist Church. We've all got problems. Amen. We've all got issues. We've all got things that fill our mind. We've all got cares. We've all got cares. But you know what we come, we run into? We run into this problem of self-reliance. Self-reliance. Now, we need to work. We need to do our part. But let me just promise you something right now. There's not one thing you can do, saved person or lost person, without this right here. You ready? I'm fixing to show you the secret right here. Here's the secret. Everybody looking? Everybody watching? Here's the secret. There is not one single thing that you can do if you don't do this. Everybody ready? (sighs) 
There's not one thing you can do by not breathing God's air. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk thinks that he is a very successful person on his own. Yeah. But I would dare him to try to do it without breathing. Joe Biden thinks he's the president yeah. of the United States. Some days he doesn't. Some days he thinks he's a senator. Some days he thinks who knows in the world what he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That guy? Yeah, that guy. He can't do anything that they're telling him to do right now without this. That's crazy. Yeah. Amen. That's true, man. That's so good. Yeah. Sir, you can't go to your job and hold your breath all day. Now, if you work in a hog parlor or a dairy barn, you might try. <laughs> Now, what, where we live, North Georgia, y'all probably got some up here. There's a lot of chicken farmers. We go, we go to church with a bunch of chicken farmers. And Brother Sean Sullins, he's one of my best friends. He's got like five chicken houses. And we'll drive up to his place, oh my heavens. And I'll say, Brother Sean, how in the world do you? He said, Brother, look now, that don't stink. That smells like money. <laughs> Yeah, that's Am I dead on right there? I'm dead on. <laughs> There's some things you might have to hold your nose and do this like, yeah. like voting. Oh, yeah. But there's not one thing that you and I can do without breathing God's air. Yeah, man, that's good. You can't do anything without no. breathing His air. No. You know what that is? That's the grace of God. Amen. That's the grace of That's how much he cares for you. Amen. That's how much he cares for the lost world who's right. spitting on him. Yeah. He still allows them yeah. to breathe his air. Yeah. He, cares, he cares about lost people so much that he's still allowing them to breathe. Yes. That's how much he cares. That's how much he cares. So let me ask you a question. What amount of pride in your life is there that you're keeping God from carrying some things off of your shoulders and putting them on His? There was a day here three months ago or so, July the 20th. I'm driving down the road, me and Miss Angel by ourselves. We're going up the road. We're going to look at a vehicle. We're going to trade vehicle. Our old car. Remember that old expedition we yeah. had? It had 287,000 miles on it. I'd get in. I'd put that key in and pray. Dear Lord. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. It's a Ford, you know. I mean, you know, you got to Ford owners pray, man. I'm a proud owner. We're riding up the road. We get about 10 miles from the house. We're on a four-lane highway from where we live up to a little town called Cornelia, Georgia. Highway 441 goes from Athens all the way to Gatlinburg. We're riding up the road, and I'm talking to Sean Sullins on the phone, my buddy. And he's got this car I'm looking at, and I'm asking him about it. Well, Brother Adam, let me tell you something about that car right there. And we're talking away, and Miss Angel's kind of shifting in her seat. And I don't really pay that much attention to it. And all of a sudden, her arm comes back like this. And I look. She says, Adam. And she's holding her head. She says, I think I'm having a seizure. And I said, older. And about that time, man, it hit. And I said, Brother Sean, Brother Sean, hang up, call 911. This is where I am. I'm on 441 between around Homer and between Baldwin. And hang up, call 911. And he hung up the phone, and I just reached and I grabbed her head, and she, her arm started convulsing her leg, right arm started leg, sort of convulsing her head, started going, and her jaws clenched, her eyes got set, and she's slurring. <laughs> and her left side just went completely limp, and I was just holding her head, trying to get off the road. I got stopped, and I got stopped, and I got her stable right there, and she's still in it for seven and a half, eight minutes. She's in a grand mall seizure. I was able to dial 911. They were there within minutes. Ten minutes before, I had everything under control. Had a healthy wife, I thought. Going to look at a vehicle. Thought everything was okay. 
But there was something in her that showed itself as a problem that I could not handle. Let me just say to you, I didn't have to humble myself very much to call out on God in that moment. Lord, no, brother. Lord, no. That was a huge thing. I couldn't handle it. But you know what's just as big of a matter in my life? My power bill. My kids' education. The grocery store. Driving up the road. My occupation. My children's future. My spouse, my wife, and our, our relationship. The friends that I have. The church that we're a member of. The things that God is asking me to do through His Word and through His calling. I was no more in control of those things really and able to do with those things the greatest that could be done with them than I could to bring my wife out of that seizure. Yeah. I don't know if y'all saw her. She's sitting right over there. She's, she's doing good. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. She's a miracle. Yeah. We give God glory for that. Yes. We give God glory. We told Him we would and we do. Everywhere we go, we try to. But you and I all have cares. And you might say, Brother Adam, I, I, I can't cast this on the Lord. I can't, I can't, I, I just, I, I just, I can't let go of it. I can't, I just can't, I need to handle it. I need to fix it. I need to do it. You can't. You can't bring a prodigal home. You can't heal relationships the way you need to. And you know what else you can't do? If you break it all down, you need him to handle everything in yeah. your life. Yeah. You say, Brother Adam, I, I, I just I, can't, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. It may be a family problem. My family just I don't know. My family doesn't understand because the way we live, the way we live. I'm not there with. I got family that just does not understand, and they make fun of my kids for the way they dress, and they and they don't they don't understand why we do what we do and how far we go with it, and they don't understand. Come on, brother. That's a care. Yeah. But you know what the psalmist said? He said. When my father and my fa mother forsake me, yeah. then the Lord will take me up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because he cares. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes he cares more than family cares. Well, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, you say, Brother Adam, you don't understand. I got these bills. I got this yeah. debt. And I got these problems. I got, these, I got all these bills. I got a future. And I got to pay for college and weddings and all these kind of things. I can't let it. I got to do it. Uh. But I am poor and needy. Yeah. Yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Yeah. What about that? And you know what the psalmist said? Thou art my help. Yeah. And my deliverer. Make no tarrying. Yeah. Make no tarrying, oh my God. And he won't. Yeah. Yes, you don't understand this fear the future. I don't know what's going to happen in our country. Come on. I don't know yeah. exactly what's going to happen in our country. Yeah. Time out. We're almost done. You're all right. You know that right now, today, 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 in Europe, the G20 summit is going on. Yes. Do you know that today there are 140 countries who have agreed? <laughs> Upon a worldwide 15% tax. And Uncle Joe's going to talk on climate change, yeah. Afghanistan, and how to prevent another pandemic. What? You know what he's in control of? None of those things. You know what he can prevent? Nothing. You know what he can fix? Nothing. I don't know what's going to go on in the future, but I know who holds it. Yeah. I know who's already there. I know who's sitting outside of time. Time is coming on by, and he stepped up out of time, and he sees the end from the beginning. He knows, and he cares. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Man, that's good. Well, you, Brother Adam, you just don't know. I've done so much wrong. I, I, there's no way. 
faith left me. There's no way that God could forgive me. And I just feel like I'm forsaken. I just feel like I've tried to, I've tried to do things to make things right. And I tried, but it just doesn't seem like I'm getting anywhere. And I feel like I'm forsaken. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Psalm 139. How precious also yeah. are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How yeah. great is the sum of them. Yeah. You don't even understand how much he thinks about you. You cannot even conceive of the fact that like me as a child who got saved and a six-year-old child. Here's the thing. God didn't save me off of a bar stool or sweep me up out of a gutter. He saved me as a six-year-old child. Listen, listen. Knowing that I would sin the majority of the sins of my life after I got saved. And he saved me anyway. Praise the Lord. You think him knowing that all the sins and all the wicked thoughts and all the wicked deeds that I would do and the lies I would tell, then he saved me anyway? You think he's going to let me get to be 50 years old and forsake me? No! Amen, preacher. That's good preaching right Somebody might just think that you're forgotten. Isaiah 49, 16, he said... Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. You know the only man-made thing in heaven yeah. is the scars. Yeah. You know how I know that they're there? Because when those Hebrews, their eyes are open, those Israelites, yeah. they're going to say, where did you receive these wounds? He says, in the hands of my friends, the household of my friends. Those scars are still there. You know when they were driving that nails in, what they were do were putting your name right in the palm of his hand. And he can no more forget you than you can forget what your hands look like. He hadn't forgotten. He hadn't forgotten you. He hadn't forgotten your problem. He hadn't forgotten your prodigal. He hadn't forgotten your future. He hadn't forgotten what you want to do. He hadn't forgotten what he wants to do through you and to you and for you. He has not forgotten. Let's stand to our feet. Here's what I'd like if, if we can. I don't know if we can or not. I think it's page, it may be 164. I think it's 164. Let me look real quick, and I'm going to give you this last little thought. Y'all give me just two more minutes. Yes. Yes, 164, if we can. In just a minute, not right now. But come on and be ready if you want to. Jesus cares about everyone. Yes. He cared enough about you. And you know what? He cared enough about every lost person who would reject. He cared enough to come. He didn't have to come to this earth. He didn't have to come. But he cared enough to come. He cared enough and he showed it with compassion. The Bible says over there in Matthew 9.36 that he looked upon the multitude with compassion. But you know what he saw when he saw the multitude? Individuals. You could have looked across any of those screens last night or any of those football games and you could have seen tens of thousands of people, tens of thousands. You could have never picked out anybody in that crowd. But you know what God does? He does like those cameramen do and he focused in on one person. Yes. When he saw the multitude, he saw that one person's problem. And he saw that one person's heartbreak. And he saw that one person's need. And he saw that one person's heartbreak. And he saw that one person's problem they couldn't handle. And he saw that one person. And 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 that one. 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 And that one person. 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 And he had compassion. Yeah. yeah. Not condemnation. Yeah. <laughs> he cared enough to go to the cross. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What else could he do to show yeah. that he cares? Man, that's good preaching. You know what he cares enough that he's going to do one of these days? Yeah. He's going to come again. Yeah. Yeah, preacher. Mm. There's going to be a shout. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> I feel levitation every once in a while. I don't know about that, but I just feel like, is that it right there? (laughs) And the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be called up. 
in the clouds and there will ever be with the Lord. He cares enough that he ain't going to leave us here for that wrath that's coming. He cares. Saved person, there's nothing that you cannot believe him for. You believed him for eternity, saved person. You believe he'd save your soul. You believe he'd take you to heaven. Why don't you believe him for that other little thing that's so insignificant in light of your eternal destiny? That financial need, that family need, that future worry that you have, that, that feeling of being forsaken, that depression, that anxiety. Why don't you just cast it upon him? Why don't you just cast it upon him? Cast it upon him. I used to work in construction. I'll give you this one little thing. As she just as she just starts to play very softly. I used to work construction. My first job in construction was roofing houses, and they didn't let me pick up a hammer for like three weeks. You know all I did? I toted shingles up the ladder. And there'd be a guy at the top of the ladder when I got there. And I'd make it up to that ladder. And I'd get up to that top, and after about a hundred times up and down that ladder, man, I was ready. I was ready to throw that pack of shingles off on him, and he'd take it all the way. Yeah. And I'd look down, and there'd be a pallet full of shingles. There'd be thousands of pounds of shingles right there. And I thought, I've got to carry every bit of that up that ladder today. Let me tell you something. You know what he wants you to do? He wants you to leave it right there. Yeah. Leave it there because he yeah. can carry it all. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Saved person, he cares. Yeah. You're not forsaken. You're not forgotten. Hey, lo- hey, lost person, let me tell you one burden that you'll carry right now and it'll carry you all the way to hell. And yeah. that's the weight of your sin. Yeah. You cannot relieve yourself of it. You cannot take it off of you. It is on you. It's in you. It's, it's just, you're, you're saturated with it like a sponge. And you cannot deal with sin in a way that will satisfy God. Lost person. Lost person, you know what you need to do? You need to bring it to him and lay it down and say, I repent. I don't want this. It's, I don't want it anymore. I just want to give it to you, Lord. Please take it. And you know what he'll do? He will take it. You know why? Because he cares. Oh,